Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock! It is the Hammer and Nigel show. I'm Jason Hammer. Big Nigel is out on Twitter at Indie Spanglish. Jerry Lopez is filling in. And man, this is not the story we wanted to bring you today. Marion County Sheriff's Deputy John Durham, a 38-year veteran of the department, killed earlier today when an inmate attacked him in an escape attempt at the Marion County Sheriff's Office, took control of the van, escaped out, ultimately crashed, was apprehended. Another member of law enforcement was injured, but John Durham, a 38-year veteran of the department, Lost his life in this. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on Rick Snyder. He is the president of the Fraternal Order of Police. And Rick, I don't even know what to say. This is the third law enforcement official in the state of Indiana that has lost their life in a week. You were coming from the funeral of another officer in Tell City back to Indy, and you get this news. Uh, take me through your thoughts. Yeah, guys, I, uh, I appreciate the opportunity just to uh, speak with you guys. We were actually concluding the memorial service uh, for Sergeant Heather Glenn down there in Tell City, and we were actually still in the funeral when we started receiving notifications of what was going on back here at home. So at the conclusion of that, uh, I and some of our team literally walked right out of that funeral uh, to get into our cars to head back here and stand alongside our sisters and brothers at the Marion County Sheriff's Office. So, uh, you know, this is three back-to-back tragic line-of-duty deaths of Indiana law enforcement officers here in the uh, in the central Indiana and, and southern Indiana regions and uh, all within a week, really. And so when you look at that, the toll this takes on our law enforcement partners throughout the state is extensive. And it's not just our officers, but their families. Remember, guys, uh, they've got families, spouses and children who are all watching this and seeing this happen. And here's what it's a reminder of. We are... Uh, Averaging right now in the in in America, I just confirmed these numbers, but we're averaging an officer dying in line of duty once every fifty hours so far this year. And Rick, these three situations that we're talking about here in Indiana, all three very different. Everything from line of duty, someone putting out stop sticks near Plainfield. We're talking about a shootout in a hospital. And today at the adult detention center complex, the inmate attacking uh, Deputy Durham, all three of these things very different. And if anything, it just goes to show whenever somebody decides to wear that badge, go into law enforcement, you never know what that day could bring. Well, that's what we often say, right, is that the tragedies that we're confronted with here, uh, not only 
reminds us of what our officers do on a day in and day out basis, but what they may have to do. And you got to remember, you have women and men who step forward to stand this line out on the street in patrol. But just like today, you have a, a detention deputy uh, who then is part of the ongoing process after the arrests have been made. And so the dangers are always there. I think what it's important for our communities to remember is that uh, there is real evil and wickedness in this world. And it's those who stand upon the thin blue line that work to keep that separate uh, from the good folks in the neighborhoods that we serve. And uh, we just ask that our communities once again uh, continue to pray for these families uh, that just had their absolute world shattered uh, in the blink of an eye. Hey, this is this is Jerry, and I just wanted to step in real quick and just let you know that that our hearts and prayers with you and your and your police brothers and sisters. Uh, as somebody who was a military member who has multiple deployments overseas, it kind of feels the same as uh, as that what we used to go through. And uh, so when you mention the family members and the and the kids and and you know extended family members, you know grandmas and grandpas and uncles that live in other states and they're hearing this stuff, um, I'm sure they're they're filled with anxiety and everything else. Um, so I just wanted to let you know that you. You know, it's horrible to hear, but please don't think for one second that uh, that we don't support you and and your and your fraternal family. And uh, you know, just just praying for everybody to to not only get through this, but to just have a certain amount of peace um, going forward. So it, it well, sucks absolutely. to hear this, but but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very 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 sorry to hear this. Well, and you know, our officers, we just I just had so many officers and community folks in the community commenting on this awesome display that we always see when we have one of these line of duty funerals and all the residents who come out and line the streets and the signs and the kids and all those other things. And it's breathtaking. Line of duty funerals are one of the most beautiful and most tragic things all at the same time that you'll ever see. And one thing I keep saying is to our officers, you have to remember that all those folks you see lying in those streets are supporting you day in and day out. And oftentimes it's that great silent majority that we don't hear enough from. And one of the things that our officers always say is we wish we could see and hear this outside of a death, outside of a funeral. Um, and I think in, in central Indiana, and what we know from Hoosiers is that they support their law enforcement and they come out strong. So, But this is the time for our folks to stand up and say that violence and wickedness is not acceptable in our communities. And Hammer, as you were pointing out, it, you know, it doesn't matter uh, what weapon is used or a car is used or whatever the case may be. It's the human heart that's behind all of that. And there are truly evil people in our world and uh, they need to be separated from our community and from pe folks who want to live in peace. Um, and it's our officers and our deputies and our troopers uh, who stand that line for all of us. Rick Snyder is our guest, president of the Fraternal Order of Police. Rick, I think most of our audience knows where I stand on this, but do you think if the death penalty were used more in Indiana, specifically on those who take the lives of our law officers, there's a couple folks that are on Indiana death row. I know one for a fact that is completely out of appeals that has killed an officer. Do you think if that happened more often, some of these executions were to take place, would that maybe send a message to people that if you kill an officer in Indiana, you will meet your maker? Well, I think there's really a, a requirement as a society that uh, those types of violent attacks um, 
have the most severe penalties associated with them. And uh, we do have that available in Indiana. But what I would suggest is that what's even more important is that it's, it's twofold. One, yes, there needs to be the highest level of accountability, including the death penalty available for instances such as the taking of a life of a law enforcement officer. And it's one of the aggravated uh, factors that are make it eligible for the death penalty. However, what we would suggest in law enforcement is we should be taking lower level violent offenses more seriously and making sure there's strong accountability for those offenses where we can interrupt these cycles of violence and prevent the line of duty death of the officer from occurring to begin with. That is the key factor that is involved. And, uh, you know, I, I know that the good folks throughout Indiana, they know that's what we need to be doing. Um, you know, and tragedies can always occur. Uh, that's why our officers, every time they leave home, they know what they're putting to risk. And so do their families. And that's why we got to fight so strong. Guys, that's why I remain so passionate uh, when I stand in defense of our officers and, and uh, those who, uh, you know, cause their jobs to be even harder because of political decisions or policy decisions that are made. And uh, there'll be plenty of time to talk about that. But now we got to circle our arms around this family, a strong law enforcement family, by the way. Uh, and there will be significant ripple effects throughout the local law enforcement community from this because of the family ties. And as the sheriff said today, even family members all the way across in other countries serving in our military, uh, finding out that their father has passed. It's just a tragic circumstance all the way around. Rick, last thing here before we let you go. And this kind of piggybacks off of something Jerry brought up earlier. The amount of people showing their support uh, for law enforcement, wishing the family uh, nothing but the best, praying for these families. I think this even goes to the victims' families. There was a moment in the funeral for Indiana State Police Trooper Aaron Smith, where I think it was Superintendent Doug Carter that was speaking on how the family members were going in the hospital to see the body of their fallen loved one. And as they prayed, not only were they praying for strength for their own family, but they were also praying for the strength for the fellow members of law enforcement. And I thought that was an incredibly powerful thing. Well, it's an absolute fact that is what happened, and it's a reminder of the power of prayer. And I would say as we move forward here, you know, three back-to-back line-of-duty deaths, people say, what can we do? I would call upon the residents of Indiana to show their support for our law enforcement officers. It's time to put those blue lights back on our front porches, turn those on at night, um, and show people that you support law enforcement. And um, that would be a great gesture for communities throughout Indiana just to display those blue lights and all of our corporate businesses that have the ability, turn your lights to blue and show these officers that you're standing with them while they're in the middle of this valley. And there is great power in prayer. Uh, We don't take it lightly. Gentlemen, you know I don't take it lightly. Uh, When we ask folks to pray for our officers, we mean that. And I, I, I know this for a fact, where two or three are gathered, the Lord is present. He is there. And he will respond, and we invite him into our communities to help fight back against this wickedness uh, and stand for good and righteousness. We're called to love God and love our neighbor, and this is the time where we can show that out throughout Indiana. Rick Snyder, President, Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 86. Rick, as always, we appreciate your time. And I'm dead serious when I say this here. 
Thank you for doing what you do. You are doing God's work, my friend. I know it's not easy, but there's nobody I would rather see in the position than you. Uh, it's not easy, but keep doing your job, man. I appreciate everything you're doing. Well, I thank you. It's a big team effort, and we're grateful to everybody in the FOP who helps make these, these services possible. It's a great, great team and a great honor.